Geopolitics and Empire is joined by Dr. Vladimir Kozin, who's a member of the Russian Academy of Military Sciences, Vice President of the Russian National Institute for Global Security Research, winner of the Colonel General Varfolomy Korbushin Reward from the Russian Strategic Missile Forces, and a leading expert at the Center for Military Political Studies of the Moscow State Institute of International Relations. That's a mouthful. Welcome to Geopolitics and Empire, Dr. Kozin. Well, thank you very much. We met briefly in 2017 in Moscow when you spoke to our group, which toured Russia with Sharon Tennyson. I'm not a Russian agent. Uh, us Americans were simply engaging in peace diplomacy because we were worried about what's happening now. Uh, we were worried about that, just that happening. Uh, do you recall those days speaking at Sharon Tennyson's uh, events? Well, uh, unfortunately... When we met uh, that time, you have already specified a long time ago, the situation was uh, totally different. Uh, Ukraine attacked Donbass and killed a lot of civilians in that area. Sometimes previously uh, belonged uh, to the Russian Federation before 1922 uh, but the situation was not so uh, dramatic and uh, dangerous as it is nowadays because of that time uh, when uh, uh, you and your co colleagues uh, uh, from uh, Sharon's organizations organization uh, visited Moscow and talked to me there was only one aggressor against Donbass, namely Ukraine. But currently we are confronted with a, a combination of aggressors, uh, namely Ukraine plus uh, NATO alliance. And unlike in the past, when aggressor was launched against two republics, inside Donbass. Currently, it's a direct aggression of Ukraine plus NATO against not Donbass, but against the Russian Federation. I have to explain shortly uh, this phenomena, because since last uh, October, uh, two republics uh, in Donbass, namely Donetsk People's Republic and Lugansk People's Republic, plus uh, Zaporozhye region or oblast in Russian and Kherson uh, uh, region, uh, they joined voluntarily the Russian Federation. And when we are talking to you, they are 100% uh, uh, accurate uh, subjects. Uh, of the Russian Federation uh, uh, since uh, 2022, October. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, the Crimea, the Crimean Republic joined the Russian Federation in 2014. So that's uh, the gist uh, of the situation in that part of Europe. The second issue, when uh, we met uh, uh, before in Moscow, uh, 
there was not so dramatic situation with uh, nuclear weapons and threats to use it. Threats to use it came not from the Russian Federation because in all statements quoted by uh, Western uh, academic uh, community or journalists, uh, there was not a single word like nuclear weapons. There was no such a terminology, but and why I'm wondering why the Western community uh, just interpreted uh, Putin's words as uh, a desire or wish to employ nuclear weapons against Ukraine and uh, the rest of the world. But on the contrary, uh, the desire of the USA and NATO to uh, use nuclear weapons against uh, the Russian Federation and the Republic of Belarus, our ally, uh, have intensified, especially in the area called forward-based uh, areas, uh, where NATO, where um, eastern flank of NATO is located, uh, namely in the Baltic uh, Sea area and in the Black Sea area, very close to our territory and the Republic of Belarus and to the Russian uh, exclave on the uh, uh, on the banks uh, of the Baltic Sea. Uh, unfortunately, uh, negative stance that have been pursued by the United States of America in terms of uh, arms control, conventional and nuclear, uh, the situation uh, has not improved. On the contrary, it uh, worsened. And we are still confronted uh, with uh, uh, 15 negative uh, attitude to 15 uh, arms control uh, agreements uh, signed uh, on either on a bilateral or on multilateral basis. And uh, during the President uh, Donald Trump uh, uh, tenure, uh, he uh, withdrew from four arms control agreements. And Joseph Biden uh, has not returned or uh, has not rewritten them or renewed them in some way. So the situation, as I said, is very dramatic, very dangerous, and uh, the Eastern Bloc and Western Bloc uh, approached uh, to the Third World War very close. Yep. So that's... Uh, that's uh, the end of my bullet points, and I'm looking forward to hearing your questions. A quick shout-out to our sponsors, which you can locate via the sponsor page on geopoliticsandempire.com, or whose links are included in every podcast description. I've tried privacy phones in the past, such as Silent Circle's Black Phone, which turned out to be a dud. The best and really only option so far is de-googling your phone. Now, you can do it yourself but I've never had the time to figure that out and simply got an above phone. They sell degoogled phones that come with a suite of software. They also provide support and a monthly above privacy suite 
with many features such as a unique phone number, encryption, email, VPN, and so forth. If you're looking for a private phone, check out Above Phone. Make sure to click on the Above Phone link on geopoliticsandempire.com or via the podcast description so that we can enjoy a commission. Also, check out the Nomos Time Bank at nomos.net, which you can download in Spanish or English to your Apple or Google or de-Googled phone. Nomos allows people in your community to exchange services using time as a currency rather than fiat money. This will be one great way to survive in the coming algorithm ghetto. If you need health insurance, you can talk to my friend James Guzman of the Borderless Blog Podcast and Health Insurance. He offers free consultations. Simply schedule a time with him over at borderlesshealthinsurance.com. Finally, you can donate directly to Geopolitics and Empire Consult with me, the host, or become a member to join private monthly member Zoom calls where we shoot the breeze discussing world events. Just as you mentioned, I recently had on a Western academic who uh, said that he went through 50 uh, plus of Putin's speeches, and he agrees with you. He said that Putin never used uh, the threat of nuclear weapons. So we've got both West and East uh, agreeing on that uh, academics and Maybe to further get your thoughts as to what is really going on with Ukraine, to me, it seems like a once in a century moment, you know, a very serious moment that signals great power conflict, uh, a stage of transition, even because we're dealing with serious economic issues uh, in the West, as well as this desire by the West for global hegemony domination. Um, you've in previous talks you've given called this Cold War 2.0, which is even deadlier. And you cite Putin, who said the goal of U.S. and NATO is to deliver a strategic defeat of Russia. So, you know, if you could go further and, you know, what are you, you know, we understand you laid out the Ukrainian assaults on, on, on Donbass, but, you know, if we go deeper, looking at the bigger historical context, what, what do you feel is really uh happening well currently as i said uh, there is uh, an all-out aggression of uh, nato alliance against uh, the russian federation per se uh, we are also uh feeling direct threat from uh, nuclear was or uh, nuclear weapons stored uh, nearby and uh, conventional weapons also uh, moved very close closely to our territory. We are also seeing that uh, there is no major breakthrough in uh, resolution uh, of the outer space uh, activity, uh, despite the mere uh, scientific research uh, lab in outer space, and we, despite all this calamities and difficulties and attacks and armed deliveries were still operating in outer space with the United States of America and some other countries like uh, uh, like uh, uh, situated in the Persian Gulf area or in Japan, for example. Um, the threat is very high because uh, I have not seen any improvement in Western position towards the Russian Federation. We uh, have uh, confronted with a huge amount of uh, 
uh, economic, financial, and individual sanctions. And uh, uh, nowadays, uh, uh, the only the United States of America will be able uh, to send uh, its uh, armored uh, vehicles, uh, tanks, and uh, multiple launch ro rocket systems and uh, uh, Patriot interceptors, interceptor systems uh, in 33rd time. So in the 33rd basket, as Washington uh, puts it. Uh, there are no negotiations, there are no uh, telephone exchanges like in the past uh, using hotlines and uh, direct presidential telephone lines, uh, no delegations. Uh, we have uh, suspended, uh, with the Russian Federation, suspended our participation in the new start uh, without uh, any glimpse of hope to resume our full-fledged participation. So the story is not so is not uh, is not uh, so good. It's it's uh, very bad, and you uh, were right when you reminded me that uh, uh, the Cold War is not over. It uh, acquired uh, uh, completely uh, qualitatively new uh, dimension called uh, Cold War uh, two point uh, or two dot zero like uh, the second version the second type of uh, cold war uh, and uh, uh, i've heard that uh, the joint uh, chiefs uh, of staff of the united states armed forces especially general mark milley uh, revealed that uh, americans are planning to continue this aggression against the russian federation in the heart of Europe, uh, I mean, in Ukraine, for the next five years. And it is actually the war of attrition. Uh, and uh, nobody except us was able to protect uh, civilians in Donbass. And by the way, several uh, figures updated from 2014, from April 2014, when uh, interim president of Ukraine Torchinov signed a decree to launch an anti-terrorist operation against Donbass, but actually using uh, uh, regular armed forces of Ukraine against uh, civilians in Donbass. Till uh, February last year, when uh, the current president of Ukraine, Volodymyr Zelensky, started uh, uh, another stage of uh, aggression uh, exactly uh, on 14 of February uh, 2022, that's 10 days before we uh, launched counterattack against uh, Ukrainian aggression. So, uh, plus uh, uh, nearly 5,000 more civilians have been killed in Donbass only. And these two republics I mentioned. So totally 14,000 uh, in the previous uh, stage of aggression plus five, nearly 5,000 uh, in the current aggression. 
So it's uh, more than 19,000 people uh, killed in Donbass and uh, several uh, several dozen thousands uh, injured, wounded, etc. I'm not talking about huge uh, destruction of social infrastructure, houses, schools, hospitals, uh, water and gas supply systems, what not, everything. Uh, so there are no uh, uh, no chances uh, to continue uh, political negotiations that uh, started uh, soon after we responded uh, to the Ukrainian aggression at the end of uh, February 2022, and it lasted uh, till the end of March last year, uh, interrupted, by the way, by uh, the Kiev side. There are no uh, chances to resume such negotiations because Kiev and Moscow, they have a totally opposite view what could be the agenda of the next round of talks and what will be uh, the preferred, preferred uh, options for a political uh, settlement. Of, of this uh, story. So 180% degree totally different. Uh, so that's it. You, you mentioned uh, terrorism. That was my next question, something you've been writing about as well, referring to Syria and what recently transpired with uh, the destruction of Nord Stream, which Putin called state terrorism. And objectively, I would agree uh, with him. We had Seymour Hirsch come out. Uh, I had a guest on last year, a Vietnam veteran who, back in October, who his thesis was that the blowing up of uh, Nord Stream uh, had uh, the fingerprints of the CIA uh, on it. And, you know, we've seen uh, political assassinations of individuals who have, uh, of non combatants like Darina. Uh, Dugina, I understand that the FSB recently reported that they stopped another assassination attempt on the owner of the Orthodox TV channel, uh, Sargat, Sargrad TV. Uh, we had the oh, Kirch, yes. the Kirch Bridge, uh, incident in, in Crimea. And, um, I, I, I know the Russians like to use the term provocations. I like to use the term false flag, uh, operations. And, um, what is your assessment of these types of events that that keep uh that the west keeps on um you know carrying out Nord Stream this this state terrorism or false flag operations and in Syria you know the staged chemical uh attacks that we saw uh, I know Lavrov and others like to use the word cynical uh, I think it's 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 too too soft but uh what do you make of this strategy and that uh, the west continuing to to uh apply this mm -hmm. Well, as to uh, the first portion of your question concerning the explosion in the Baltic Sea of the Nord Stream uh, pipelines, we do not have any doubt that uh, uh, this uh, blast uh, was uh, uh, engineered and uh, uh, implemented uh, uh, by the United States of America and uh, with the help of uh, Norwegian armed forces. Uh, I don't know what whether Denmark and, and or Sweden 
knew beforehand, but I have a personal suspicion that the Federal Republic of Germany knew about the pre-planned explosion of the Nord Stream pipelines, because I can recall uh, the press conference uh, conducted both by President Joseph Biden and uh, German Chancellor Olaf Scholz exactly on the 7th of February 2022, that is before uh, our special military operation. And it was a clear statement, uh, especially from uh, the US President, that he will be able to do that when he replied to a question of a, of a lady uh, news person. Uh, so a simple group of uh, saboteurs or terrorists uh, cannot do this job. And uh, we do not believe uh, uh, stories that appeared uh, uh, on the 7th of March this year in the New York Times uh, that uh, allegedly pro-Ukrainian uh, uh, group was responsible uh, for this uh, underwater attack on a gas pipeline. No, it, it cannot be done by a group of six or seven persons alone because they won't uh, be able to deliver a huge amount of uh, high explosive and uh, put it uh, on the pipes on the uh, gas pipelines uh, exactly uh, you see on the deep water uh, about uh, roughly 90 or 100 meters deep in the baltic sea uh, it was especially uh, invented uh, uh, story not only uh, to cut off uh, Russian uh, gas supply to Europe via Germany, but the major um, the major uh, uh, plan was to uh, to attract uh, Germany from the Russian side in terms of uh, getting Russian uh, na natural gas to Germany and then some other countries uh, on the European continent. And the Americans uh, were a beneficiary in this story. They tripled or quadrupled the price, uh, the, the price uh, for its uh, liquefied, uh, liquefied gas to Europe uh, and uh, uh, also uh, managed uh, to urge Germany uh, to supply more heavy weapons to uh, the current uh, uh, Kiev regime. And, uh, as to the Crimean uh, bridge uh, explosion, it was a clear-cut story. Uh, Ukrainian special uh, services a special security service uh, uh, stood uh, behind uh, its um, terrorist attack on the bridge and currently it's uh, fully operational uh, so it's not it's not a problem nowadays but it was also uh, arranged by ukrainian side 
Well, there are plenty of uh, other terrorist attacks planned to be used, uh, biological or bacteriological uh, weapons, uh, chemical weapons uh, on Ukrainian territory, and more than four, uh, 40 uh, bio labs uh, run jointly by the Pentagon and uh, the Ukrainian armed forces. They have been planning to use biological or bacteriological uh, combat uh, agents against the Russian Federation, but we prevented this plan to be to be to be uh, effect, to be effective to be, to be launched. So chemical warfare agents are being dropped uh, occasionally uh, on uh, the Russian uh, troops deployment uh, you know, in, this, in this part of Europe <clears throat> uh, that is very bad because uh, chemical warfare uh, convention and biological or bacteriological and toxin uh, weapons uh, convention are, uh, are prohibiting to use this kind of uh, mass media weapons uh, everywhere. Uh, but unfortunately, uh, Washington and Kiev disregard the fact that they have signed these conventions uh, both together. So we have not used either bacteriological or chemical warfare agents or nuclear agents uh, or nuclear weapons in Ukraine or against the Western community. Uh, but uh, uh, we uh, managed uh, to overcome economic and financial sanctions. And despite the fact that uh, we lost uh, 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 some amount of money um, from uh, selling uh, oil and coal and gas to European countries, we managed to divert uh, supply routes uh, of selling uh, gas and oil, liquefied uh, natural gas as well, uh, plus uh, coal to uh, the countries uh, located in the Asia-Pacific region, uh, especially to India and the People's, People's Republic of China. So um, the situation in Moscow is very, is very good. Uh, salaries and pensions Wages are being paid in time without any delays, and government is increasing uh, uh, the, the volume of uh, income in terms of uh, rubles, in terms of local currency. Uh, uh, the exchange rate is not so tragic as uh, Joseph Biden once predicted. It's today's. Uh, uh, one dollar is being sold uh, by the banks at uh, the level of uh, 75 rubles per one dollar and about 80 rubles per one euro. So, um, yes, okay, any question? Yeah, yeah, you mentioned biological and I wanted to just maybe take a turn towards that because uh, R related to COVID, uh, 
19 as well, because uh, back in January 2020, I was the first to interview the author of the Biological Weapons Act uh, that was signed into law by George Bush in 1989, Dr. Francis Boyle. Uh, in fact, I was contacted this week by a German film company who wants to use uh, an extract of that um, interview. And he posits that COVID is a biological weapon and uh, it's coming out more and more this thesis from the West, uh, from American experts and uh, politicians, that that COVID may have principally been a Pentagon uh, project, uh, you know, DARPA, the Department of Defense. And I, I have listened to some Russian military uh, experts claiming that this was, you know, uh, a Western agenda, this, this COVID biological project to lower the population and and attempt to control parts of the world do you have any opinion on uh you know yeah. that yes yes uh, uh we still believe that uh, uh this um, uh covid uh, uh 19 yeah has been developed and specifically implanted in the people's republic of china by the U.S. military delegation that uh, uh, visited uh, China uh, prior to this pandemic, the global pandemic, and spread it, it uh, and people were not familiar with this kind of thing, uh, simply believing that uh, it's a seasonal flu, uh, we called in Russian grip. <laughs> Not grip like uh, like this uh, holding something, but it is influenza. It's a seasonal influenza. For the running noses, running temperature, uh, splitting head, etc., etc. Nothing, nothing terrible. But it was very dangerous because uh, the viruses uh, went uh, deeper into the lungs and it, uh, caused uh, pneumonia. Pneumonia and uh, people uh, who have not been treated properly and in time just died very quickly in uh, several days. I've, I know from my personal contacts of the friends and uh, colleagues uh, that some people died very quickly because they think that they could simply uh, lay in the bed, stay at home, uh, consume uh, normal. Uh, uh, medium pills, and they will recover very soon, but they lost the time because a special treatment uh, was necessary. Currently, we managed uh, to overcome this disease, and we uh, developed uh, uh, a special uh, vaccine to, to, to defeat uh, the COVID viruses. And uh, currently, uh, there is uh, uh, a repetition of this uh, COVID uh, uh, disease uh, in the Russian Federation, but not uh, at, at the highest level than it was, uh, um, let's say, one year and a half, two years ago, two years ago. Uh, uh, I was very much surprised that our vaccine I used by myself, I tested it uh, several times by, by myself. It's a two-stage uh, vaccine called Sputnik V. 
Vimi means victory, Sputnik, Sputnik victory. In Russian, it was called Sputnik V. Uh, I had uh, several times uh, uh, vaccination uh, procedures, and uh, I never uh, was uh, affected. Uh, my family also was not affected. We were not affected by any type of uh, coronavirus because, you know, uh, there are several forms of it. Uh, the previous, so the initial one, and then some uh, forms of other types, etc., etc. So uh, that's it, and I was very much surprised that uh, uh, that the Russian uh, developed uh, vaccine was neglected in the West. We wanted uh, to uh, provide it uh, at very cheap prices. In some cases, uh, free of charge where the outbreak was uh, severe and helped many countries uh, by uh, uh, sending them uh, just on a grant in bait, on a grant in uh, grant in aid basis, uh, free, free of charge. Um, uh, there are uh, several other types of vaccines and we are not afraid of any potential outbreak. Uh, but uh, this is a very uh, horrible uh, planetary or global disease and uh, the world community should uh, unite in combating this kind of disease rather than to separate and to refuse any uh, potential uh, vaccination. And, and uh, going back to what we were discussing, uh, I've got another question when it comes to nato and missile defense and you know when it comes to ukraine i'm very well aware uh you know the, the danger for russia of nato uh, ukraine becoming a nato member and then the united states deploying into ukraine nuclear missiles missile defense which can become offense and and, and creates a for russia a, a de facto sort of first strike situation from you know ukraine to russia but then we're now hearing that uh, Sweden and Finland want to join NATO. So if Sweden and, and Finland become NATO members and then U.S. deploys nuclear forces into, say, Finland and installs missile defense slash offense there, what threat would uh, that pose to Russia having, you know, Finland in NATO? Yes, it will be considered... Uh... In the Kremlin, uh, in Moscow in general terms, and in the country, in my country in general terms, as a very serious and direct threat to our national defense and our national security. Because uh, from uh, mid-50s of last century, uh, uh, there is still on the European continent, uh, the U.S. tactical nuclear weapons that sometimes, if loaded uh, on uh, heavy strategic bombers, can uh, perform a strategic missions rather than tactical nuclear missions. And in four countries of uh, Europe, like um, Belgium, the Netherlands, uh, uh, Germany, and Italy, plus in the Asian part of Turkey, 
uh, in Ingerlich uh, near Adena. Uh, so it's uh, one type of danger. Second type of danger is the Baltic uh, air policing uh, uh, NATO Air Force operation conducted uh, 24 hours uh, day and night, and uh, each each day and night uh, throughout each each year. And uh, there are dual capable aircraft that are participating in this kind of operation that are capable to carry conventional and nuclear weapons. For example, uh, the newly emerged uh, B-6112 gravitational bomb, nuclear bomb, uh, having maximum yield of 50, one, uh, 50, like five zero kiloton of uh, TNT equivalent. Uh, and uh, it's very close to us in the Baltic states. And we believe that the NATO countries and the United States of America have already agreed to deploy nuclear uh, bombs of, of the uh, B61 family to the three Baltic republics plus Poland and probably to the second version of uh, the same kind of operation called uh, the Balkans uh, air policing operations involving Romania and Bulgaria. Uh, and plus, uh, yes, there are possibilities that uh, the U.S. Uh, might employ tactical nuclear weapons in Ukraine because uh, the talks to deliver uh, F-15 to Ukrainian armed forces uh, that that are able to carry nuclear weapons, nuclear bombs, is very dangerous for us because uh, F-16 is a certified carrier of uh, the U.S. Uh, tactical nuclear weapons. It depends on the uh, the type of uh, the aircraft in terms of letters, because F-16 is divided uh, in several uh, modifications, uh, A, B, C, etc. If A is uh, surely it's a nuclear-capable aircraft, plus uh, we cannot uh, cannot uh, abstain from the fact that uh, already the U.S. heavy strategic bombers like B-52H already flew above uh, Ukrainian uh, territory and approached uh, several years ago uh, southern regions of the Russian Federation. I mean, near Rostov-Don, Rostov-na-Donu. Uh, and uh, by the way, the same type of aircraft uh, participated in uh, U.S. Uh, strategic uh, drills in the sky of Lithuania, very close to the Kaliningrad exclave, Kaliningrad region, 60 kilometers uh, from the Neman River separating Kaliningrad region from Lithuania. And, uh, they fired missiles and dropped bombs, naturally dummy 
bombs not uh, uh, stuffed with the nuclear charges uh, kind of uh, for educational for training purposes uh, but nevertheless uh, it's also uh, a, a dangerous situation and unfortunately all these kind of uh, negative uh, stories I have just uh, enumerated to you uh, we have tabled uh, uh, at the end of um, uh, December, in the middle of sorry, in the middle of December of uh, 2021, to NATO and separately to the United States of America, with uh, certain draft agreements to be signed, guaranteeing uh, security for all of us, Russia and uh, the Western alliance. But unfortunately, in next next uh, January, in January 22, we received uh, from each of these sources, from Brussels, uh, from uh, Washington, uh, a negative response. Uh, uh, so uh, I think I do not understand why we cannot live in peace and uh, tranquility uh, like a normal human beings why america is threatening us uh does it uh, envy that we have a huge economic potential huge territory water resources gas oil etc etc so but it doesn't matter we can just uh, sell it buy something else from for western countries from nato why can the past uh, Actually, uh, the Soviet, former Soviet Union and later on the Russian Federation, we helped Europe uh, to, to become very strong economically because we sold natural gas and oil and uh, coal and uh, wood, etc., etc., and grain uh, at a very cheap prices. And I'm very much surprised that uh, we sold uh, our natural resources at a very cheap prices. So we just made a very grave mistake uh, that we have done so. Yeah, and um, yeah, I, I just feel the, the U.S., I mean, it, it's been mentioned in previous interviews with you, we, we we can read the white papers from the Rand Corporation, the Wolfowitz Doctrine, the Project for a New American Century. Uh, you know, Halford McKinder, uh, a century ago, uh, keeping uh, Germany and Russia from from coming together uh, and basically, recently in the recent months, we've seen the major Western papers like Atlantic and others talking about decolonizing Russia, balkanizing, balkanizing Russia, breaking it up. Putin in speeches going back many years says the West's goal is to uh, defang and declaw the the Russian bear. Uh, I mean, would you agree that that's their goal? I mean, I feel like they want full spectrum dominance. They they want yeah. to take take over the planet. No. Yes, uh, we have been considered as enemy number one uh, from the year dot in the eyes and uh, in the minds of many, many uh, VIP uh, uh, politicians in the Western community. <clears throat> and uh, all uh, military and economic and financial uh, schemes have been developed, uh, first of all, to disintegrate the Russian Federation, like we 
ourselves disintegrated the former Soviet Union. Second, uh, uh, to uh, uh, arrange a regime change and replace uh, uh, the current uh, Russian president and commander-in-chief by some other uh, person, always bowing to the West, always agreeing on the special rules invented uh, in NATO countries. But uh, the recent public opinion poll conducted in my country uh, shows that uh, President Putin uh, has uh, more than 80, 80% of popularity, positive remarks from rank and file citizens of my country. That's a very good, very formidable figure. And uh, it says that uh, he's very popular, given uh, that we have been uh, pushed uh, to forestall the aggression from Ukraine and NATO against Donbass initially and later on against us uh, totally. Uh, but uh, we will manage uh, to, to overcome this kind of difficulties because uh, we have a lot of uh, aggressors in our history. They sometimes uh, captured uh, even huge West uh, territory of the of the Russian Empire of the Russian land in the ancient times and medieval ages and later on very close to our contemporary history. But we always won. We always won. An aggressor uh, has been punished in all in all cases in all cases. And with with each such uh, outside aggression. We came out uh, much stronger than we had been before uh, such, such aggression. And I don't understand why many Western leaders uh, neglect uh, the lessons of history. Uh, history shows that uh, we will win, even uh, in this uh, current uh, uh, combined uh, Ukraine-NATO aggression against the Russian Federation and its people. We will win sooner or later. I don't know when we will get this uh, victory, but nevertheless, uh, even uh, recently, uh, both uh, President and um, Vladimir Putin and uh, Defense Minister Sergei Shoigu, they have outlined that major uh, three goals outlined in the famous uh, Putin's uh, address to the nation in, early in the morning of uh, 24th of February 2022 to denazify Ukraine, to demilitarize Ukraine, and to maintain national security and national defense of the Russian Federation. These three uh, strategic goals are ironclad for ourselves. And we will be able to do that. Certainly, yeah. uh, uh, it will take some time. It's not an easy job, as I said, uh, uh, 33rd basket of uh, uh, military hardware delivery to, to Kiev. It prevents us uh, to be very quick because without uh, 
uh, U.S. and NATO and non-NATO countries uh, military assistance to Ukraine, we could have been able to uh, to finish uh, this aggression very quickly uh, because uh, well, people in Donbass yeah, are in, uh, on our side, plus uh, two southern uh, regions, uh, Zaporozhye region and Kherson region, or Crimean as well, as well, definitely. Uh, the referenda uh, that took place in these uh, five new territories uh, showed that the, the, the huge majority of the people in these uh, republics uh, or just regions are in favor of joining uh, the Russian Federation. And we accepted that. They are pure Russians. It was a very uh, normal uh, exit or normal behavior for Zelensky, for NATO, for the United States of America. The way out in the following way, not to let Ukrainian aggression against Donbass and the Russian Federation, but to start normal behavior of Ukraine with Ukrainian citizens in Donbass, not blocking, not banning the use of Russian language, the national language, not uh, pro prohibiting to profess uh, Christian Orthodox religion, not to ban uh, normal local culture, etc. Help them economically, financially, but instead Zelensky have uh, chosen quite an awkward path, uh, leading uh, his country into a deep canyon, a deep abyss. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, I often, uh, as you mentioned, I often do refer to history. You know, Napoleon failed, uh, Hitler failed, uh, yeah. and uh, you know, first, uh, uh, yes, uh, first World War also. Uh, Kaiser uh, just uh, we lost a little bit, but later on we regained our territory. So there are plenty of uh, uh, big examples and much deeper into history when uh, Tatar and Mongols. Uh, just intruded into the ancient Russia and even burned Kiev and destroyed Kiev, uh, the capital of Kievskaya Rus, that time, a long time ago. But nevertheless, we managed to uh, uh, concentrate our, our efforts, our, our yes, people, and uh, to, to deliver a decisive blow to, the, to any aggressor. And that, that will be the fate of uh, the current uh, uh, Ukrainian regime. I, I uh, mm -hmm. Yes, go ahead, please. I, 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 one other concern uh, I had that's interesting for me now is, apart from what we talked about, the nuclear aspect and, and these things, uh, the use of color revolutions. Uh, and so I, I wrote my graduate thesis on this in the Geneva School of Diplomacy. Uh, and we've seen how this other uh, weapon that the West has deployed, you know, the 2003 Georgia rose revolution it seems like they're trying to do another color revolution in georgia as we speak right. um I, last year I, I used to live in kazakhstan i was employed by Nazarba, uh, nazarbayev and i i actually on the ground i came into contact with these color revolutionary forces my kazakh students were participating with ngos financed by national endowment and open society and usaid uh -huh. 
and actually told the Kazakh government. I had the Kazakh uh, Secret Service speak with me about this. And I was, as an American, trying to warn uh, Kazakhstan that, you know, I, I don't think it's I, I don't approve of my government overthrowing foreign governments. And so I was concerned for the sovereignty of Kazakhstan. And so we saw they try in Kazakhstan last year, Pakistan. They even tried to uh, assassinate Imran Khan, Georgia again now. Um, on and on. Do you have any comment on this tactic, this strategy of color revolution? Yes, the color revolution strategy uh, in many cases uh, turned to be very uh, fruitful and very positive for its uh, masterminded uh, uh, people, for the engineers of this kind of color revolution, especially by using NGOs uh, in every strata of society, in every professional circles, and uh, widely uh, supported and uh, uh, supplied with the, with the U.S. dollars uh, and other currencies. Uh, in Ukraine, for example, uh, uh, why um, the position just uh, uh, got uh, the power in uh, 2014? Simply because the United States, uh, like USAID or, and some other uh, agencies, official agencies, help, uh, helped uh, to flourish uh, uh, of 400 different Ukrainian NGOs, NGOs who were hostile to the current regime at that time, and they just... Uh, um, uh, took uh, the power very, very easily. Something like uh, 100 uh, persons uh, perished uh, in, during the Maidan, Maidan, Maidan uh, resistance in February 2014, or uh, early in December 2013 as well. So it was uh, very easy, uh, just a method of. Uh, taking power by the opposition groups in in many many countries, and you mentioned Kazakhstan. Yes, it is the same story, the same story. Because uh, while these NGOs and various uh, centers, clubs, discussion discussion community, whatnot, you can penetrate into the society and persuade that uh, they could leave in a better world, if they change the government, they will have a paradise and uh, have uh, yachts, uh, <laughs> football fields and palaces everywhere uh, they so desire. So they have been cheated. But uh, the thing is that all this color revolution were aimed uh, to reach uh, one aim to make uh, the leadership and uh, the country where the color revolution uh, have been arranged to be pro-Western, to be anti-Russian, to be anti-everything who is professing normal human uh, behavior, human contacts, and free trade, real free, free trade, but not trade uh, with the help of sanctions, with the cap prices introduced or imposed by uh, ill-wishing personalities. Uh, a question, because you mentioned uh, 
normal. And, you know, one of my final questions to get your thoughts on the West. Uh, I've been worried for 20 years as an American, uh, also as a Croatian, now also a Mexican, but uh, the decline of the West, the decline of U.S. empire. But we're seeing it uh, economically deteriorate. Uh, we're seeing the rise of authoritarianism. In this mm -hmm. this country that portends to be free and democratic, my own American government is shutting off my financial accounts just for having conversations like this, not doing anything illegal uh, or violent. Uh, it's happening in, in Europe. Uh, Alina Lip, a uh, German citizen, had her even her parents' bank accounts were shut off by Brussels and Berlin. This is not democracy. This is totalitarianism and um, culturally as well. Uh, you know, Putin, uh, uh, Russians, and other many other. I I've been talking about this for twenty years. We see this. Uh, it, it, I think Putin called it this Satanism. It's openly being celebrated now at these Hollywood Film Awards. Recently, you had open displays of Satanism in the entertainment industry. Uh, next month in America, they're going to have the biggest Satan. It's literally called Satan Conference, uh, and so <laughs> it's it's so in our face. But what what opinion do you have of this the, the the decline of u.s empire but also this uh spiritual you know uh strangeness that's going on well i ha i hate any spiritual wars uh because uh the lord the god created all of us as equals as human beings on a very small planet called earth and we have to understand the simple truth that we will we can benefit all of us it doesn't matter in what country we live or just uh, in what countries uh, we are traveling we have to be uh, uh to we have to live in peace not uh sober rattling uh manner or just intimidating or just uh, changing uh, the governments uh, in uh, some other countries. Uh, only uh, while this uh, pattern and uh, through uh, increasing the bonds uh, in the traditional families, via traditional families, that is a normal behavior. In our constitution, we recognize, for example, uh, the uh, the family affairs, official family affairs uh, between uh, he and her as the union between a gentleman and a lady. Uh, only they can produce uh, kids, etc., etc. That's also sacred. A sacred gift of the of the Lord, and we cannot uh, invent something else. It would be uh, against uh, mother nature, against uh, uh, the wisdom, the wisdom that uh, the Almighty God uh, uh, advised all of us via prophets, via His uh, prophets, that uh, do everything that is in favor of your brothers and sisters do not create uh, wars only sacred wars uh, pre uh, are permitted 
but uh, selfish wars, aggressions uh, for the sake of killing uh, civilians by using uh, regular armed forces in any country is a great scene, scene and should be punished and uh, uh, condemned in, in every, in every uh, corner of the world. If people will understand this, I mean, all countries, we are having nearly uh, 200 uh, different countries, states, nations. Um, if they, we understand this, I mean, we will live very good uh, life, uh, we ourselves, and succeeding generations as well. But if we continue uh, to intimidate people, to supply arms, uh, uh, to war mongers, we will suffer all of us, all of us, mm -hmm. because uh, we there is a risk that uh, there will be no winners and no losers because everybody will die, especially if nuclear weapons are used in all-out nuclear war in Armageddon, in a in nuclear holocaust. So that's uh, the, uh, the noble task, not to, uh, not to this thing, uh, uh, this uh, story to, to happen, to implement. That's why uh, the, the outcome, uh, for example, to this uh, Ukrainian NATO aggression, uh, the remedy, the cure all is very simple. The Western community should stop supplying arms to Ukraine and should persuade uh, Zelensky to accept that five territories in Ukraine became a part and parcel of its mother Russia. They belong to Russia historically, culturally, religiously, and linguistically. They, he should recognize them. And some other, do some other positive things like paying compensation to those nearly 20,000 uh, civilians killed in Donbass and in other areas. I'm not talking about uh, GIs, military servicemen, uh, the Russian Federation and Ukrainians. It's a different story. But nevertheless, uh, if the war continues, we will move with each inch or centimeter Omita, very close to the Third World War. Unlucky scenario. Unacceptable by any reasonable, rational personality. There's one, one more question then. Do you feel the future is uh, multipolar? Uh, do you, there's a lot of talk about this. Do you feel the general trend? Uh, if, we, if we don't go into a nuclear war, do you feel like we're moving into a multipolar system? Mm -hmm. Yes, the multipolar this, uh, is the, the only way we have to follow. Unipolar world or one polar world is, n is not a proper path for the future. Because unipolar world would be, I can imagine, if we can speak only English, and we were just uh, believing in one uh, God. Uh, we just have, we will have uh, the same culture with the same uh, uh, 
taste of food, etc., etc., etc. But if we have been created by by the Lord in such a way, we are existing. That means that we should be internationalists and to treat the opposite number in dignity, in with respect, with honor. To be internationalists, that's the only way out. And uh, if we uh, ha are having still two, nearly 200 uh, states, countries, we should live uh, together like good neighbors, like good neighbors in my multi-story house in Moscow. <laughs> that's a that's a you know that's a great uh, you know final yeah, thought. Yeah, there, it, is, there is no other option. There is no other option. I yeah. like uh, to travel to the United States when we had uh, nice chats with the rank and file people, and even with the military. Soon after, uh, when the Soviet Union disintegrated, and we had the so to say a rose garden period in our relationship with NATO countries and uh, uh, NATO military men. I visited uh, military centers in the United States and military bases. Uh, um, just uh, moved uh, by British destroyer from one part of the Atlantic to the other one. Then visited uh, Montpellier SSM, uh, US uh, Navy. Right, and uh, landed uh, on the Carl's Winson nuclear power aircraft carrier in the Pacific during a sortie's uh, trial, land, uh, lift off and land on using uh, arresting gears <laughs> and steam catapult. Yeah, it was a fantastic, fantastic period of time. And we have managed to sign a, lo a lot of arms control agreement during that time. Though the Cold War was not officially over. Wasn't officially over between East and West. So, uh, the Russian Federation is not guilty for what had happened in the year 22 and in the year 2023. I hope you enjoyed this Geopolitics and Empire podcast. The website is geopoliticsandempire.com, and I encourage you to sign up for the free email list that goes out with each podcast and every weekend with a collection of news headlines. The newsletter and website are our last lines of defense. We're being censored and deplatformed. It's nearly impossible to find Geopolitics and Empire on the Google search engine. We've been blacklisted. YouTube frequently takes down our videos with strikes, Facebook restricts our page, Reddit and Twitter take down posts, and after the Associated Press mentioned geopolitics and empire in a 2021 article co-written with NATO, our Patreon account was terminated. Vimeo also terminated our Pro account. The best free way to help geopolitics and empire is to leave a review on Apple Podcasts or elsewhere and subscribe to all of our media channels. You can find the video broadcast now on five platforms, Odyssey, Rockfin, Rumble, BitChute, and Brighteon. You can find the audio broadcast on the podcast ecosystem, SoundCloud, Apple, Spotify, and so on. My current favorite social media channels are Twitter and Telegram, but you can also find us on Gab, MeWe, Minds, Float, VK, Instagram, Facebook, and LinkedIn. Finally, 
Geopolitics and Empire is in dire need of funding to continue. You can leave a donation, purchase a consultation with the host, or become a member to receive additional benefits. We also produce a weekly broadcast called Dissident Thinker for members and Rockfin subscribers only. We will continue to fight the good fight come hell or high water. Thank you for listening.